When I move, you move. You get better with age, like good wine and Stanley Tucci. It's going to be fun. Girl, I know. I just say whatever I want. We ain't learned that yet? It's Abbott Elementary, Season 1. Welcome to the Center Cut. I'm Mr. Dave. And I am Michael. And today's lesson is on season one of Abbott Elementary. So pull out your textbooks, turn to page 69, sit your ass down and get ready to learn. Yeah. We watched only the first episode and the last episode of Abbott Elementary season one. We have some questions about the middle that we're going to guess about to see if we can figure out the middle that we didn't see. I will say that we picked these shows ahead of time, not knowing how the community around the show will react. As you know, as most of you know, we're on our fourth season at this point. So we've probably done like, I don't know, like 60 to 70 different TV shows or something like that. Maybe more. Something like that. This was by far the worst community. So hold on. You're yelling about the community, but really it's like a few admins that are just douches. Part of the community. Part of the community. I mean, yes, but we can't... I'm not blaming the whole community for that. Well, but some of the users of the community are not admins, and they're in the community, and they suck. Our <laughs> post got removed from Reddit because one of the community members commented on it being like, isn't this a BuzzFeed thing? Which, yes, we found out after a year or so in that BuzzFeed also does a text version of watching the first and last episode of a TV show. So I said that and how we're very similar. Another user responded, sounds the same. So I obviously responded, cool, cool, cool. Apparently, that was mocking the fan base. They said, you're mocking the fan base. Grow the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. Then I tried to post in the Facebook community asking for questions. I even messaged one of the mods ahead of time, sharing what we normally do and like how it gets great participation and discussion going. They denied my post and wouldn't even let me ask for questions. What the fuddly-uck is wrong with you? Like, why wouldn't fans of a show, especially one that's only two seasons in, like, yeah, it's popular, but it's not the biggest show on TV. Why would you try to block discourse around your show? Like, doesn't make any sense. This really just doesn't make sense for this show, too. Right? It's a comedy show. It's like a like a com like a down to earth comedy show. It's not like like if this happened with Bridgerton, I wouldn't have even been surprised at all. You know, because that's a probably a bunch of like middle aged white women who are just like <laughs> fucking like hate the world. Just a hundred million Karens. I I just don't understand. This, it doesn't even make sense with this show. As to why these people would be like this. Makes no sense. Dumb motherfuckers, and I wish I didn't like the show, but spoiler alert, I kind of I kind of like it. I kind of yeah, like, like it. Too. Ugh. Rant over. Okay. Abbott Elementary is a mockumentary sitcom series created by Quinta Brunson. It aired on ABC at the end of 2021. Quinta's also the star of the show, Janine. The first season was nominated for seven primetime Emmys. Damn. Winning three. So... Pretty awesome. And they have a 99% overall Ooh. on Rotten Tomatoes with a 98 for season one and an impressive 100% for season two. So, Michael, I think it's time for first period. Let's go. Yeah. Episode one. I hate this. Pilot. Why do they the keep worst. doing it? We open to second grade class taught by Janine Teagues in Abbott Elementary, a severely underfunded public school in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That was fun how you said that. Early vibes. This is just parks and rec but in a school yeah 
or like the office, but with teachers. I felt like it was just the office in a school, but yeah. I'm cool with that. There's some social commentary early about how the school gets no money, yet the city's dropping like hundreds of millions to renovate Eagle Stadium. And I'm here for it, even though I'm a huge football fan. Like these fail son multi-billionaires, they could murder a human and have enough money to pay off the victim's family, but they can't build their own stadiums. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why are we why are we giving tax money to buy these stadiums when these owners could clearly do it themselves? Yeah, it's a whole (sighs) it's a whole annoying like when we bring business to the local area. It's like, well, the thing is, like when they go and sell their team, they're making like billions of dollars. So, oh, yeah. so, so, so much money. It. Absolutely. Suck like f- just sports teams in general are making so much money. There's no yeah. reason that it's a laughable. state should have to pay for that. No. Fuck it's right ridiculous. off. Money hungry cowards. Yeah. Plus like just take like maybe just a little tiny chunk of that and give it to the surrounding schools. Yeah. And even if even if you do things like spoiler alert, like give them rugs and supplies that are branded with your team. Cool. <laughs> I don't think they gave them those. No, I know. But I we'll know. talk about that. I yeah. know. But yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right. Even that, like, just fucking make it Eagles Elementary School and right. it's just, like, fucking Eagles everywhere. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever. What do we know? Kid pees on a special rug and we get our intro credits. Quick, simple, just, just how we like them. The rug isn't special. Well, no, but. It's the topic of this episode because yes. the whole point is that this school can't even get a fucking new rug. That right. a kid peed on. Mrs. Teague's kids are dancing their little asses off to some baby shark when kindergarten teacher Barbara Howard comes in to complain. She's just your prototypical middle-aged black woman of God, and I kind of love her. I kind of love her. Yeah, she's like the Stanley of this <laughs> show, and it's perfect because be- I-, I love Stanley, so I obviously would love Barbara. But yeah, she's great. Yeah, she ain't having none of the kids' bad behavior, and dodges janine's friendly advances we meet little white boy history teacher jacob hill next he and janine are two of the three teachers left from a hiring round of 20 last year yikes Mm -hmm. we meet melissa shimenti another second grade teacher uh she's your typical proud italian broad from brooklyn my people in the break room janine's whining about needing a new rug when we meet school principal ava coleman she is hilariously inept, and we later find out she only has the gig because she blackmailed the superintendent. But if it's an African-American woman doing it, do we call it black femaled instead of blackmailed? Is that how that works? She black femaled the superintendent? Are you sure you only said cool, cool, cool to get us blocked from that Reddit? <laughs> Are you absolutely certain? Because I feel I'm like absolutely maybe, the, maybe there could have been something else in there. No, no, no. But no, this, 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 there's, there's quippy dialogue left and right. This show is loaded with it. And Mrs. Howard talks shit about all the young teachers and how all they do is whine and, they, you know, they can't survive more than two years. And in the hall, we find out that the only other young teacher, Mrs. Schwartz, got fed up and kicked a kid. <laughs> just, just kicked a kid. Hey, he started it. Whoops. He started it. Ava handles the situation by firing her and having the 70-year-old janitor, Mr. Johnson, teach her class about <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> He's great. Then she offers to make a budget request so the teachers can get new rugs and supplies if they agree to keep it in-house and not tell the district about the kicked kid. She's doing what she does best, just black femaleing everybody. Just black female everybody. <laughs> She's the worst. She's like Michael from The Office if Michael just was not likable in any way and he was just like aloof, but also an asshole. Yeah. 
very much so. But I also think I do think that she's somewhat playing it up because the cameras are there. Like I think she's obnoxious because she's trying too hard. You could also, I guess, have made that argument for Michael too. Yeah, because he knows he's being documented, so he's he's playing things up because he wants yeah. the attention. But later that day or another day, I don't really know if it's the same day. I think Janine's wearing a different dress, so I think it's a different day. I think it did at least one day passed yeah. in this one. We meet an actual sub for Mrs. Schwartz's first grade, grade class instead of Mr. Johnson. Uh, Gregory Eddy, played by the dude from Everybody Hates Chris. He's old now. He's good looking. Uh, yes, Ava is very into him. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't be? True. All the other teachers, Sands, Janine, introduce themselves to him in their own quirky ways and we learn that he's overqualified and was actually hired to be the principal before Ava stole it from him but he does end up meeting Janine in the bathroom where he's soaking wet and holding child pants been there and it's obvious right away that they're going to crush on each other at inopportune times they are Jim and Pam and they'll get together in a few seasons uh, and then the show will go downhill after a while it's science that's what happens (laughs) Yeah, that's how it works. But the next day, Janine goes to see Mrs. Howard to have her check her budget request email, and they butt heads. Janine thinks it's important to focus on trying to get things to make the school better, while Mrs. Howard thinks it's more important to just make do with what you got. Uh, I think our audience knows who's who on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, there are certainly merits to both. Yes. And there is kind of a happy medium. There is. It's true. But yeah, I mean, you'd basically be Ava, so. (laughs) No, I miss Howard. Uh, But Ava calls all the teachers outside to show them what she used the emergency budget on. Rugs? Nope. AIDS? Nope. A big ugly sign featuring Ava with her hair did. You betcha. Janine is obviously pretty angry at this, so she rats it up and sends an email to the superintendent complaining about Ava. But turns out those emails all get bounced back to Ava directly, so that ain't good. What a fucking wild policy that is. (laughs) Can you imagine if the policy of your manager's manager was like such a closed-door policy that if you emailed them about your manager, it would just get routed right back? That's wild. Not good at all. But Janine, yeah, also not great. Put a little bit more. It's clear that she is young and new at this, and like I think that's what they're trying to sell here is like she's you know fresh to to this environment and just doesn't understand the ins and outs. But you're smart. Put in a little extra, a little extra effort. Make sure you know what you're doing. Hundred percent. So Ava holds a quote unquote trust workshop where she <laughs> uses it as an opportunity to just talk shit to Janine's face. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's interesting. Ava calls in one of Janine's students to tell everyone what she doesn't like about Miss Teagues, and the old janitor guy butts in with, she got some big feet. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Mr. Johnson stan. I'm an early Mr. Johnson stan. Yeah, Mr. Johnson is entertaining to watch as Creed is in the office. Yes. He was like, it's, he's the Creed of, of this, and it's just yes. fantastic every time. Definitely. Janine does admit, though, that it was her who sent the email and leaves. She just leaves. Barbara stands up for Janine, and then out in the hall, all of our faves, Janine, Barbara, Gregory, Melissa, and Jacob talk, and they just want to take care of these students, damn it. They need rugs. So Melissa calls her rug guy, who steals them some Eagles rugs. Hell yeah. Yeah, she's got a guy. Should have done this all along. Why didn't she lead with this? Why didn't we lead with the guy? I don't know. I don't know why we didn't lead with the guy. Yeah, always lead with the guy. Because now she owes him a favor. It's like one of those, one of those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Janine and Greg want to fuck. It's only been one day, but they want to fuck. And oh, yeah. definitely. 
We close out with Janine trying and failing to fix reversey toilet. It's just a powerful bidet in the end. To fucking in the knock end. you right off In the end water. and in your end. In all the ends. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, in episode 13, Zubaloon, which I don't feel like shows make a decent amount of episodes anymore. 13 is actually pretty high for what we usually cover. So props to you, Abbott Elementary. Season two has like 20 something, I think. Oh, baby. Love it. <laughs> Love to see it. Well, all the kids are lined up in the hallway. They're going on a field trip, and Principal Ava is checking for permission slips. Some of the kids fake their parents' signatures and have to stay behind with with Janitor Johnson, who intended to spend the whole day sitting in a broom closet watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off. (laughs) And then he turns to the camera and says, I guess this is a breakfast club, and then a fifth kid gets delivered from his fucking up their permission slip. We're loading these children onto the buses and meeting our extra chaperones. In addition to the normal teachers that we, we see on a regular basis, we also have Barbara's extremely attractive daughter, Taylor. Mm-hmm. We have Jacob's friend, Zach and Janine's boyfriend, Tariq, mm-hmm. who is wearing those like clear orange sunglasses. They are dope. Is wild. He's a wild dude. I know Tariq is a big goof, but I kind of love him. More on him, but I kind of love him. Yeah, of course you do. I'm not surprised at all. We also learned that Principal Ava didn't actually fill out any of the paperwork for this f- school field trip to the school district. This is just a, you know, she wanted to go to the zoo, so let's go type of situation. Mm-hmm. We also learned on the bus ride that Tariq does performances at schools all around Philly with Fade, which is a drug prevention organization is what it sounds like. Yeah, um, it's like D.A.R.E. Kind of like D.A.R.E. Yeah, exactly. And we also see that Kenny, one of the kids that was in Greg's class, doesn't want to go. And it's kind of just because he's scared to go into second grade. So Janine says that she's going to take him in her group so that she can help prove to him that she's a cool teacher and he'll be fine, I guess. Yeah. Cool. We also, we found out that Greg tried clam chowder (laughs) yesterday and didn't like it. More on that later. On the way to the zoo, Tariq finds out that Fade wants him to perform more basically at every elementary school in New York City. Yeah. So he tells Janine, and he's excited. He tells her to get excited. They're going to move to New York. And she's like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> so she doesn't look too uh, too cool with going to NYC. No. Just as she's starting to kind of get her bearings here. But we do arrive at the zoo, back at the school. The no permission slip kids are dancing, but Janet Johnson gives them a vacuum and tells them to get to work. <laughs> Barbara brings her class to a, a lizard exhibit at the zoo. Tuatara. Duster, the Tuatara, was apparently released into a reserve because he's too old to be at the zoo anymore. It's too stimulating. He was added to the zoo the same year Barbara started teaching here. So it kind of really bumps her out. Like, am I also old and shriveled up and dead as well? <laughs> dead. Maybe. Janine has a talk with Kenny and goes just on a wild spiral. She starts on his thing and then totally kind of spirals into her thing about going to New York and everything. Kenny looks really kind of confused and even more scared than before, which rightfully so, man. I get it. This is during the the dinosaur bird exhibit, right? Correct. Where Ava's like, do your job, son, to the dino yeah. announcer. <laughs> yeah, she gives like a solid dinosaur fact in the beginning yeah. and then says, do your job, son. Yeah. And then later, her, di- her it, it gets way off the rails. Well, sure, but I don't know. Like, I, I want to hate Ava, but I don't hate Ava. I don't know why. I don't. Hate I hate her. Ava. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know how you don't hate Ava. We do learn here that 
Greg is a full-time teacher now. Yep. He finally got uh, got hired on, which kind of fuels Janine's doubt about moving even more because she obviously likes him and they're intended to be together. That's the whole point of this whole show. But it, it looks like at this point, Greg is also kind of semi-dating Taylor, I think. From what we we see, you we think see. So? I mean, we we find out that they went out for clam chowder yesterday. She gets him another bowl today, by the way, and he's like, "Oh, great, thanks." But also, they like hold hands at one point later but in the episode. Looks, he looks so grumpy every time they talk to each other. Yeah, because he like wants to be with Janine, but you can't say no to Taylor because she's very true. attractive. <laughs> that's true. If you're a single man and you're not yet in a relationship, how can you say no? To, she's to very attractive. It's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. Plus, how good is it that you're dating the daughter of, like, the queen of the school? It's a good point. You know? Take one for the team. But then uh, Janine also has a chat with Barbara. Barbara's considering retiring after the whole duster situation. And Janine also takes this opportunity to talk to Tariq. It looks like she's going to kind of tell him she's out. She doesn't want to go to NYC. But she ends up chickening out. And at this point, this is when they realize they are missing a kid. Oh, shit. Kenny. We lost Kenny. Oh, no. So she tells the other teachers, obviously, and Barbara jumps into, like, super teacher <sighs> mode. Taking charge like a true vet. Yep. Jumps into action, sending every other teacher in every direction and giving them all orders. She ends up sending Janine and Greg to check out the zoo balloon, which I was so fucking confused when she said this. And I was like, what are you talking about? The zoo balloon? What even... <laughs> what is a zoo balloon? Well, surprise, it's a hot air balloon at the zoo, which apparently as a thing because i don't i don't know that they would have put it in the show if it wasn't a thing but i've never heard of it it's so you can see all the tops of the heads of the animals yeah i love seeing animals from above <laughs> instead of like the way you're supposed to see them at a zoo <laughs> back at the school we'll take a a small break and jander johnson requires the kids to write a one-page essay about superheroes because he's just getting tired of answering their questions and <laughs> having to entertain them sir you are bald Sir, you are bald. Yeah, very good line. Uh, that girl delivered it great, too. Yeah. It was very good. We do find Kenny. He's on the balloon. Yep. Janine found him, and she's starting to talk to Kenny as they close the door to the balloon, and it's about to take off, and she starts to freak out, and we learn that she is afraid of heights. But as they are floating up into the air, they are both sitting against the wall of the balloon, and her and Kenny have a chat. She is freaking out, but uses this as an example of how being afraid can help you grow, that only through facing your fears are you able to truly grow. Mm -hmm. And Kenny's totally into it. So he's ready for second grade now, I guess. It. I'm um, on board. I went on one yep. balloon for one minute, and now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. During all that, Barbara realizes she's not ready to hang it up. She's talking to Melissa, and she's just like, no, nah, I, got, I got some years left in me. She sounds like Brett Favre, I swear to God. <laughs> Tariq and Janine finally chat. She has the confidence she needs now after floating in that balloon for a few minutes to tell him that they need to take a break because he's moving to New York City and she doesn't want to do the long distance thing, and she b believes that she belongs at Abbott Elementary. <sighs> Looks like you have feelings about this. I like. I don't. I think Janine is right. Like, I think she's doing the right thing. But you don't break up with a longtime partner at the zoo. Do it at home. You still have to ride the bus home together. That is very dumb. No, oh, I mean, why would you do it at the zoo? Why? Why not? Imagine why, getting a divorce at the zoo. Why are you doing the clap thing? <laughs> God damn it. For emphasis. It's not emphasis. It makes you look racially insensitive. <laughs> really? Why? How? <laughs> I feel like it does. Who does that? Who breaks up with somebody at the zoo? 
There's like fucking, it smells like animal shit around you. Okay, firstly, hold on, because there are people in the world who derive joy from being at a zoo instead of you who would just be sweaty and angry and just not see the point of being there. There is a school of thought that says doing something like this in an environment in which someone can find some joy will give them immediate solace in the situation that you are forcing upon them. If I was anywhere in public, if I was at a a fancy restaurant that I really enjoy and Ashley was like, hey, I think we should get a divorce. What the fuck? Or if I'm at the aquarium and she's like, I think we need to call it quits. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, this is not the time or the place. Why does there have to be a time or a place? Do it at my home so I can roll around on the ground like a sad boy after. I can't do that. You can still roll around. It's just all... (sighs) All you care about is you and your own damn feelings and no one else. (laughs) No, I do care about other people's feelings. I don't want other people to see me like that in public. Because you care about yourself. (laughs) No, I don't want them to have to see me. I wouldn't want to see another person getting, getting broken up with in public. I don't want to see that. If there was a a chubby middle-aged man rolling around on the ground in the zoo crying, (laughs) you would 100% want to see that. Don't even sit here and tell me you wouldn't want to see that. Uh, You'd pay money. Actually, I'd say you'd pay money, but I don't think there's not much you'd pay money for. I was was not a fan of her choice. But also, apparently, Tariq can take things a whole lot better than you can (laughs) because they, you know, he's bummed, but he doesn't like immediately lose composure like an adult it's wild to me to think that Tariq is being more of an adult right now than than you would be i mean it's not really wild but it's pretty wild is he though because he immediately is like so can i smash other people or not nah? yeah i mean that's also what you would do true but then he, and then he, and then he, they do their cool little dance together yeah they're like weird handshake dance yeah i can't stress this enough Tariq is my dog Tariq is your what my dog your dog yeah my dog yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about Tariq. no oh, i love Tariq. no whatever they get back on the bus to head home barbara gives janine some props basically saying like you know you handled things well today and i think you're you're actually are cut out to do this which makes janine feel very good janine then stands up and yells at the kids on the bus and barbara gives her like a really excited thumbs up she loves how angry she's being towards children <laughs> Janine does take a moment to give her closing monologue about how things are going to be great and she's going to be fine, but she's also crying, so maybe not. And lastly, Janner Johnson finds the essay the kids wrote on the table after school was out. It's a Breakfast Club style letter narrated just like the end of Breakfast Club, talking about how cool their teachers are and they were the superheroes all along and blah, 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 blah. He throws up his hand like Bender and then crumples up the essay, throws it in the trash and says, this is trash. And that's the end of the episode. I am so glad that Mr. Johnson overrode that sweetness by throwing that garbage excuse for an essay in the trash because no kids would say that, number one. And number two, it was like fucking three sentences. It's not an essay. I can't, I suppose. Garbage. That scene in The Breakfast Club of them reading that essay and showing all of the things that all the kids did for the rest of their lives or whatever bullshit is like 10 minutes long. If they did this in this show, it would be half the fucking episode. Like, they obviously needed to shorten it. Sucked. <laughs> you suck. Sucked. I did hate, like, I didn't love how we saw Janet Johnson head on when he put his hand up. It's supposed to be, like, as he's walking away. <laughs> so I thought it would have been better if he was walking down the hallway and did it. But, yeah, that is season one of Abbott Elementary. It was. David, I think that our listeners should write us an essay about this center commercial. It only has to be a few sentences, guys. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the Center Cut again. We brought you this one, and we'd love for you to, you know, the stuff. Rate and review us. Send us an email at thecentercutcast at gmail.com. You know, whatever. Yeah, check out our socials. We have TikTok. We have Instagram at the underscore center underscore cut. Send us, drop us a line. Say hello. We'll say hello back. I promise. Yeah. Oh, plus for those of you who are listening to this on Stitcher, I hope you're not planning on doing it for long because at the end of August, Stitcher is no longer going to be a thing. Obviously, we are available on all the other podcast platforms. Go find us wherever. And while you're searching for us and finding us, you're in there. Why don't you just rate and review us then like you're right there just do it we would appreciate you it does move us up the ranks and lets people get their little little sweet eyeballs on us so thank you rip stitcher bye all right david as i mentioned at the top we have some questions from reddit about the middle of abbott elementary that we didn't see not as many as usual but we have enough to help us try to figure it out so let us start with OK Strain 3545. What's Mr. Johnson's first name? I felt like this was either going to be a sexual joke, mm. like something with Johnson that is funny, like Richard and they call him Dick, and it's mm. like Dick Johnson or something. Yeah. Or it's something just like super gangster, which is also a thing. Or it's something like ridiculous, like a nickname. So that's what I kind of settled on, and I'm going to go with Hova. Hova Johnson? Hova Johnson. Okay. Yeah, this is such a simple question. I think it's a good one, though. And I also think it's got to be something ridiculous for it to be something that gets asked. Like, I don't Agreed. I don't think it's just Bill. So I am going to say that it is something like Johnson. So he's Johnson Johnson. Or maybe it rhymes like Bronson Johnson. I think it's something like that. But I am going to stick with Johnson Johnson. Like John Johnson? And his middle name is Ant. Our next question on Reddit from Dinner Beef. Love it. I love beef. Is there any other kind of beef? Um, You can have lunch beef. Breakfast beef, I suppose, if you're eating like beef sausages or steak and eggs. I love breakfast beef. Can you have snack beef? Is there dessert beef? No. Nice try. Mm, I would argue. Nice try. I I appreciate you trying to get me to commit to savory desserts, but that is not a thing, sir. There is midnight snack beef. But dinner beef. Dinner beef asks, what food does Gregory like the most? Not clam chowder. Good answer. What's the opposite of clam chowder? So something that's not seafood and is solid. Steak. He likes steak. He likes beef. That, that's why That's why Dinner Beef asked it. This is just big beef. Oh, what if Dinner Beef's name is based off of Gregory as that's a character? I'm saying. He's a meat and potato guy. It is Dinner Beef. Dinner Beef is what Gregory likes the most. We have an, our literally next question is about a pizza place that Gregory likes. And I feel like that is connected. So I'm going to say pizza. Nah, son. Dinner beef. Speaking of, legit cop three-er chant. Legit copper merchant. Legit copper merchant with a three instead of an E. Do you buy and sell copper? Is that your whole job? Isn't that what crackheads do? But hold on. He's legit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so not a crackhead. I got it. (laughs) Yeah, it can't be a crackhead. not out here. This is legit. Yeah. This is legit. They're legit a copper merchant. Not at all going into basements and slicing pipes. Okay. What is the name of the pizza place and how does Gregory like his pizza? I don't think the name of the pizza place is funny. I don't know why. I just feel like they ran out of joke juice for this one. I'm just going to say Tony's. 
Mm. And I just think he likes plain cheese pizza. Wow. He strikes me as a little bit of a nerdy white man who's not white. Gotcha. Gotcha. He's vanilla. Yeah, he's, they a would van- say. he's a vanilla boy. Mm. Okay. I went with the name of it being the upper crust. It's fancy. He's a fancy man. And I think he likes his pizza like he likes his woman. Blackened and loaded with sausage. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Where in the world do you think that Gregory is getting money for fancy pizza as a sub at a subpar elementary school in the heart of Philadelphia? Well, two things. Hear me out. Number one, he still likes fancy things. Like, you like fancy things, and you don't have the highest paying job of the world. That's true, I guess. Number two... Even if the fanciest pizza you could ever imagine. Well, what's a fancy pizza? Like 30 bucks? Like, I mean, it's but here's the... No, you can get way, way fancier pizza than that. Well, if it has way, like way, gold way, on way. it. Who's, nah, eating, nah, who's nah. out here eating gold pizza? You can still pizza. get expensive pizza. I've had expensive pizza. Okay. But it also doesn't say what's the name of Gregory's favorite pizza place and what's his favorite pizza. It says what's the name of the pizza place. Yeah. And how does he like his pizza at that place? My answer doesn't change. Okay. So what was it called again? The The upper crust. The upper crust. And he likes his pizza like his woman, blackened and loaded loaded with sausage. Mm -hmm. The sausage gives him an upset stomach. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Legit Confirmation also asks, what does Gregory's father do for work currently? What was he before? I think currently he drives Uber. And before that, he was a taxi driver. It's just the logical evolution. Gregory comes from a long line of boring yet responsible people. Interesting. Okay. I think he is currently a professor. I don't know what he's teaching. I think Gregory was raised in a household that was very strict and very purposeful. So I think his dad was like a drill sergeant or something like that. Like very like strict and like not fun person. So he went from being a drill sergeant to a professor. Yeah. I think my evolution makes more sense. You'd be a professor at West Point. Don't try to logic your garbage answer. I mean, it's better than Uber driver who used to be a taxi driver. I bet you there are way many more Uber drivers in Philadelphia than there are professors. Way many more. So. Way, way many more. By virtue of Let's talk about intelligence. Way many more. By virtue of odds, I think I win this one. Next question. By the virtue of odds. Okay. Fine. Moving on. Name of the rival school. Getting lazy with the questions here. Why use more words when... Yeah. Few, <laughs> less words. Good. Less words. Good. Name of the rival school. I searched schools in Philadelphia and, honest to God, found one called Cramp Elementary. <laughs> There is an elementary school, and the first <laughs> review of it was one star, and it was like, this place fucking sucks. <laughs> it's really tight. Yeah. So, Cramp Elementary. Uh, do elementary schools have rivals? Like, that seems young to be creating enemies. I don't think it's like, the. it's probably not a rival with the kids. It's probably like a like a teacher rival. Ah, uh, okay. Like, they're like, I don't, I'm, I don't talk with the people from over at Cramp Elementary. <laughs> All right. Uh, If I remember anything about Philly suburbs from my many trips through there on the way to Atlantic City, there is a suburb of Philadelphia called King of Prussia. So I'm going to say the King of Prussia chinchillas. Okay. Legit Copper also asks, Melissa's family is involved in what profession? Delicatessens. I think that they own a few in the Philly area because Philadelphia loves their sandwiches. I also answered that they own a deli. However, however, 
it is a front because they're in the mafia. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, cool. I'm so right on that. But potentially, but we definitely agree that there are sandwiches She's involved. She's got a guy. I got a guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Where does Melissa keep her bat? Under her desk. She has a bat in the classroom ready to beat people who come in. Ba- bad men? Children? We don't know. Mm. A little both. But it's right under her desk. My answer is also under, but I went under her bed, obviously, because that's where I keep my bat. I keep a bat under my bed because you never know when you need to beat up an intruder with a phallic slab of wood. Write that down. Pretty much every piece of wood could be considered phallic, I suppose. Have you seen a two by four? What penises are you seeing that is shaped like a two by four? Okay. What penis are you seeing that get is thinner at the bottom and wider at the top? That's concerning. Does your well, penis look like that, sir? But it looks more like my penis looks more like a baseball bat than a two by four. What kind of flat cocks are I you out here looking at? I give you that, but if well, the that's... end of your penis is concave and it gets wider f- up from the base, that's a bad look, bro. Okay, but bad look. I get, it's not exactly like it, but people say that baseball bats it's are phallic. Bad look. Plus, if you have a hole in the end, it's against the rules. You get kicked <laughs> right out for that. Fucking Barry Bonds over here. My penis looks like an aluminum bat. Thank you very much. Like a little league. Like a little okay. league, like one that's really dented and fucking beat to shit because little <laughs> kids are just like slamming it against the fence. Oh, the bat. I'm just saying yeah, okay. that all wood has a phallic nature to it because Disagree. its source is Disagree. just fucking long, thin Disagree. shit. Disagree. Plus, it's called wood. All right, our next question, also from Legit Copper. What's the name of the magazine Ava was featured in? The only magazine that matters. Highlights. I think she made up some fake story to be featured as a hero for kids to look up to. I kind of went the same route, but I think similar route. I think she was in 17, but like when she was 17 Mm. and has been riding that fucking high for her whole life. Like she was in 17 one time somehow, and now she thinks she's God's gift to the earth forever and always. And it wasn't even like in there it was really just like on like a side panel for like an ad for something yeah it was just like something unimportant it was yeah it was like she was like selling nail polish or some bullshit yeah next question from from copper merchant jake's partner name and what is something he enjoys are we assuming they want to know the name of the partner and not the name that the partner gave to jake (laughs) and also we are assuming that something he enjoys is about the partner and not jake correct i think okay I think this tells us that Jake is gay. Yeah. Or at least into Although more and more people are just starting to call their significant others partners even when they're not. I but know, yes. but but it says what is something he enjoys, and that wouldn't make it's sense in true. the context of this question to Good point. be about Jake. I kind of think it's Zach. Oh. Oh, I didn't even put that Could together. that just be his partner? I didn't he, put that It's together. like the it person be, he yeah. brought to be a chaperone. It could very well be him. Yeah, I didn't and even think of that. And we see him sing on the bus... And he's very good at it, so he would obviously enjoy it. Wow, I did not put that together, but that is a solid answer, Dave. I instead went with Jacob. I think that his name is also Jake. And I think he also likes women's tennis and Neapolitan ice cream. But they only eat the chocolate and strawberry, and they throw away the vanilla because it's white. Ew. (laughs) Our last question from Legit Copper. How does Gregory like to de-stress slash relax? Naked Twister. No further comments. Nah. I still I'm still confident that he's like a just a vanilla fucking nerd. So I answered Sudoku puzzles. Sudoku. I think he just does Sudokus to help him unwind. 
I like what Sudoku's. A what a, yeah, but it's not like the, oh man, I had a stressful day. I could really no. use Sudoku right now. No, it's been like, like it, four like years. It's like, a, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here and I have nothing else to do and there happens to be a Sudoku here. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. I would argue that Twister is just a physical Sudoku. I would argue that that's just a load of bullshit. Just like our answers about the middle. Good segue, David. Thanks. That is Abbott Elementary Season 1. Until we give it a center count score, which we're going to do right now. Uh, I am going to give this a 5 out of 7. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. I will most likely go back and watch the middle. And it is. It's it's entertaining. I love how the episodes are shorter. I yep. like TV shows like that. My intention span just cannot handle hour-long episodes. Never mind these ones where TV shows are like, it's a season finale. Got to make it three hours long. It's like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this isn't a movie. Relax. No, I like the short episodes. They're quick hits. There's a lot of good uh, jokes and references in there, and it's entertaining and fun to watch. Yeah. I am with you 100%. I also am giving this a 5 out of 7. I found out that apparently I'm a mockumentary guy. So if you slap enough polish on one of those bad boys and you hire some good writers, I'll watch that shit and enjoy it. So this this fits the bill. Now, do I think that there are any Steve Carells here who steal the show and make this like one of the all-time greats? Eh, not in the two episodes that I watched, at least. But even The Office took more than the first season to really hit its stride. So who knows? It, it's possible. Yeah, I just, I normally hate network sitcoms, but this was good. Like, there were clever jokes that didn't always feel forced. Now, not all of them hit. Like, there were, there were some that I did cared for less, but I had some audible chuckles, which yeah. for me is always, it's a success. And plus, I think teachers are underpaid, especially in oh, our yeah. current culture climate. So, if anything, I'm scoring low with a five out of seven, but solid show. And I am yeah. also probably going to watch the middle. I think you're absolutely right about teachers, too. Anything that can bring that to the front and tell people, like, hey, if I can get your shit together, like, these are the people that are taking care of our children for literally the first 18 fucking years of their life. So you can jerk it at home or whatever you do. They deserve more than what they're getting. Yep. And a lot of our schools, especially in inner cities, deserve more funding than they're getting. Yeah. It's pretty, <sighs> it's pretty bad. So pretty uh, bad, anything that can bad. shed a light on that is good. Fuck you, Eagles. That's what I got to say about that. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. We, we did an episode with a Philly guest last time around, and now we're talking about Philly schools. and Also, they, both of the shows were about school, which is weird, too. Well, I think we're going to break that streak, David, because what do we have coming up next? Coming up next on September 6th, we are going to have another movie coming at you. We're going to be covering Brother Bear with Kay. One of our long-time oh, listeners. Yes, Kay has been a real one since day one. She helped cover our butts back last season when we had a guest drop out last minute, and she did Cabin in the Woods with us, and we promised her that she would get a chance to come back and do something that she wanted to do, and so we get to watch this weird freaking Disney movie that no one's ever heard of. Thanks, Kay. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't remember ever hearing anything about it. I had, didn't even have, know that it was a Disney movie. Yeah, but I am excited because anytime Kay is involved, it is a great time. One of the nicest humans I've ever met in my entire life. So yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be a good time. And that's all we got. We're going to go back and watch the middle of Abbott Elementary. We're never going to talk to anyone in the world who ever cares about Abbott Elementary. Except, except okay, other, strain, so. dinner, beef, and legit copper merchant. Thank yeah, you for yeah, your yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. And thank, thank you, you for playing along instead of complaining about us and getting us kicked out. For saying cool, cool, cool. I'm sorry, Michael. 
made you all sad. I get it. Happens to me every day. <laughs> yep. But that's a wrap. Thank you, as always, for continuing to be friends with our mouth-talking stuff. That's it. <laughs> like the time between all the mean messages I get from Michael, it's always better in the center. <laughs> <laughs>